0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I live on my dad my entire life. Uh, and so just me and him growing up, you know, through elementary, middle school, and high school, uh, to add to that, we were extremely poor, uh, at times homeless in Columbus, Ohio. So that kind of uh, shaped me. And I tell that story because it's, uh, you know, it's part of who I am. It's part of my fabric and it's part of, like, where my drive comes from. Hey
1: everyone, welcome to
0: Attemptive Fatherhood
1: on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Bradley Hasemeyer. Each week, I bring you honest and hilarious conversations with men from all types of backgrounds. But at the end of the day, we all just want to be better dads. Question, how does Amazon and you being a better dad connect? Only Josh Thomas, founder of Washed Dads, knows the answer to that. But first, hey, attempters, man, it has been a minute. How are you guys? How's dad life going? I know it's been a while, about eight months, actually, I think since I last published. It's been busy. We're getting close to 40 episodes. Can you believe that? Oh, man. Like I said, it's been busy over here on a professional level. I've been doing a lot more content creation, working with different brands, including Citizen Watch. They're not sponsoring this or anything like that, but wanted to give a shout out because I'm having so much fun getting deeper in the watch world. Are you a watch guy? Is this a thing for you? I find some people are just insanely passionate, like cars, right? I'm a car guy, so I understand the passion toward a thing because of the the beauty of it, the intricacy, the history And I love just kind of getting deeper into that. So I've been a car journalist for 15 years. It makes sense in my mind. Um, I'm still reviewing cars. I'm still posting on TikTok, Hasemeyer and on Instagram, Behaz. But I've really loved getting to know the watch space better. So anyway, if you're a watch person, hit me up. Update on kids on this side. Lowick, my son, is three now. Ellis is nine. We're getting ready for summer. That is, it feels like forever away, but it's really just a couple of weeks, just a few Mondays, and we're into summer. I'll give a full update on the next episode about getting into some of my recent struggles as a dad. Um, Feeling like an imposter, frankly, if I'm just being really honest. Like, how can I have a podcast about being a dad when I don't feel like a great dad? Feeling overwhelmed sometimes about how to care for my kids, especially my three-year-old. He has some sensory needs. He is also just a three-year-old who is truly testing my patience unlike my daughter ever did, um, especially at that age. So anyway, that's something. But that's for the next episode. That's for the next. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Attempting Fatherhood. Subscribe to the podcast. And if you want, go back and find some of the other episodes. Like I said, we're almost at 40. Lots of great dad advice out. Okay, on to the show. Now, this was, like I said, about eight months ago. And I told you I've been busy. So uh, we're, we're going to be talking a little bit about summer and that kind of stuff. But don't let that deceive you. It all matters. Talking about Josh Thomas. Yes, Josh Thomas. He was my guest. He's awesome. I actually was following him before we were even introduced. He started this cool dad apparel company called Washed Dads, which stands for We Are Superheroes Every Day, which I totally vibe with. Thank you for that, Josh. He started it with a group of his friends who, quote, share the mission of reclaiming the narrative of black fatherhood and poignantly countering stereotypes that depict absent black fathers. Love that mission. But he's not one of these like entrepreneur guys you see on Instagram or TikTok who's like, hey, I quit my job, and now I'm rolling in cash. He is, however, a big man at Amazon. Yes, this is how this connects. In fact, he's now the highest-ranking black operator among the company's thousands of global specialty fulfillment employees. He's a regional director for nine of Amazon's faster-than-same-day fulfillment services. You've probably encountered those because, you know, you're like, oh, I need this thing. And it's like, boop, it comes in two hours. When we lived in New York, that happened. That was crazy. That happens here sometimes in Atlanta, too. So obviously, this guy is very, very busy, but not too busy to chat with us. We had a deep conversation. He's a really cool dad. Been married for 13 years, has an 11-year-old daughter and a 9-year-old son. Now, he grew up with divorced parents and, in fact, lived with his dad. And sometimes that meant homeless on the streets. Yes. In fact, he talked about having to organize and pay bills at age 11 because his dad just couldn't do it. We also talked about raising a daughter and how mostly he was relying on his past as a kid. So he's like, I guess that's how I did it. I guess that's how I'll do it. So there's a funny story about his daughter riding her bike to Target. His wife had something to say about that. All right. Enough talking. On to the show. (laughs) Um, all right. Well, Josh, thank you so much for being here. You're a busy man. Uh, like I said before, for, for those of us uh, who aren't watching the video, because they should, it'll be on YouTube. But if you're not, I want to set the stage here. Got a beautiful man in front of me. His name is Josh Thomas. Wash dad's right behind him over his shoulder is a picture of a family. It might not even be his. That is so my far family. back, I don't know. It just it just says family. He's got a globe because he's a man of the world, and he's got some old Encyclopedia Britannicas because he doesn't trust Google. So, Josh, welcome to attempting fatherhood.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, your intro was awesome. That is actually my family, uh, and that is uh, all. The, it's there all the time. So I didn't I didn't just stage it for you. I know, I know you said that earlier. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I thought, or, or maybe like, uh, you know, how people have like the Zoom backgrounds. You're just like, oh, let me let me get to my family yeah. one click and it just green screens in.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I was, I will consider putting myself on an island, but, you know, I think the, the background. <laughs> <not pretty.
1: laughs> Isn't that fatherhood sometimes? Though? That is. Just, can I just go to an island? Yeah. Just even if it's fake for a little bit,
0: just a just a quick re a quick escape. That is absolutely fatherhood.
1: Well, I got to start off by saying, uh, you know, I I found you. I don't know if it was an Instagram ad or it was like someone else I follow or whatever, but I I kind of locked in because I loved the apparel element of of what you're doing, and then I was like, oh, cool. You know, it's like when you meet a brand and you learn the about, and you're like, oh, there's some substance to the product. It's not just like, oh, there's a market for this, so we're going to make it. It, it kind of came out of you. And we'll get into that in a little bit, the yeah. whole wash dads thing and, and, and all that. But um, I want to find out, Like, I like to kind of start things off with dad stats. How many kids married, not married, how long, like kind of all that. So we kind of get an idea for our listeners how they're going to connect with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am a dad. Uh, I have, I've been married for 13 years now uh met my wife Ooh. in college uh and so graduated and then uh start start having babies uh so i have a 11 uh, year old daughter uh who is like super pumped that she's wrapping up her fifth grade year and like going into middle oh, school so like she gets to pick her own classes is like the, the most adult thing you can ever do um and then i have a she's
1: excited about middle school does she know what middle school means i don't, I don't
0: think so I, man i, I think <laughs> she's she's way more excited than i was that's for sure um no doubt yeah and then my son um he's nine years old and you know he's he's into uh like anything that's dangerous on a bike and now just picking up rollerblades <laughs> so we were out in the driveway yesterday trying to figure out how to rollerblade and i'm like man this is this kid is dangerous. So I don't know if I should. Oh my god! You know that's, that's also part of fatherhood. Like I, I bought these rollerblades thinking that it was a really good idea until I saw him <laughs> on the rollerblades yesterday, and I was like, "Dang, <laughs> this is this is gonna be bad." So
1: you're like, I, I brought this on myself. I, I, when you're in the ER getting stitches, I you're like, a, you know what? That's on me. I, I totally that's saw that. I saw that. I saw it coming. <laughs> so, oh nine and eleven. Wow. Yep. Nine and eleven. That's fantastic. I have a nine-year-old who actually just came through. Um, She's finishing up. She finished up third grade, fourth grade's on the horizon. We have a son whom we adopted. He's two. He is two going on uh, 16 because he's in that like... Whatever is like potentially dangerous, he's he is going for it, man. Is that a giant sharp knife? Let me blindly reach up on the counter and try to pull that down. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that was on his to do list today. Can I stick my hand on the oven? You said it's hot, right? But well, let me just see how let hot. See. Let me just, yeah. Let me. So that that's kind of where, where we're living these days over here.
0: Maybe it'll cool off though. Like my son, because we were thinking back in the day, like when he was two, and it was like he was so cautious. He was like scared of everything. He wouldn't do it. No, nope, he's. I'm like, dude, it's here. Grab it. It's not hot. It's not. And uh,
1: it's fine. It's and he fine. He flipped yeah. the
0: switch, and now he's like riding his bike downstairs. And like, I'm like, what are you doing, man? Uh, so yeah, maybe, just, maybe he'll know. make sure
1: the helmet is tight. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's something that I've talked about a lot with with my dads too. Is like this measure of. I, I interviewed a, a guy who's a stunt driver. that's his job to, to oh, drive wow. cars in oh, a yeah. in a crazy and yet safe manner, and I was like, You know, how do you approach like that line between I want to protect my kid and also like I want them to risk? I want them to learn to like go down the stairs like okay, you're gonna go down the stairs. let me just make sure the helmet's tight and there's not you know broken glass at the bottom, and let's just see what
0: happens yeah
1: right? it, it's it's hard though
0: it is and i don't I don't think there's a there's a lot about fatherhood that's like you can't just read it in a book, right? You Kind of like trial and error and like, ooh. I guess, uh, yeah. I guess we won't do I would argue
1: all of all fatherhood. Of yeah, I all mean, of I, I think there are like maybe parenting philosophies that you can pick up, you know? And like, I sure. was just on a weekend with like some of my best guy friends from college. They all have kids a few years older than mine. And, and we sit and talk about like, my kid's going through this. And like, my kid is on screens all the time. My kid is getting bullied at school. And, and we can talk about that and kind of come up with like, well, I've read this and I've heard this and that's great. But like you said, at the end of the day, it's your unique situation based on your uniqueness, your kid's uniqueness, where you are in your life. The surround is too many variables. Yeah, you can't write absolutely. a book about you it.
0: You can't. You can't. You, you can collect some experiences and you can talk about oh, that's it. Good. And that's That's kind of how that's exactly how like Watch Dad started. We were all just like talking. <laughs> we're like, man, what is, what's your son? You know, oh, this is happening. And I was like, oh, I would have did this. My, my kid did this 10 years ago. And I was like, oh. I'm gonna try that, right? And it was kind of like this little, this little group of stories, and we're like, "Oh, we should, we should do this." Uh, and like, you know, it, it, our our slogan and, and how we started—I'll um, get to that—is we are, yeah, we're please. all like sitting in a lounge, right? And it's—I uh, was uh, six. I was living away for about six to eight months, so my my family was in Kansas, and I took—I worked for Amazon, so I took a job okay. um, in New Jersey. And that's where my wife's cousins were, Uh, and so, and I I would hang out with them. Naturally, I already knew them. Uh, These are the only like three people I knew in New Jersey, Uh, and so on the weekends I would go. I would fly back home every other weekend. Uh, Well, one Friday we were sitting in this lounge, and you know we had our drinks and listening to music and stuff, and we're all it's like six. It was six of us, and we're all. uh, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? It's like, oh. You know, I got a recital to go to. And it's like, Josh, what you doing this weekend? I'm um, flying back home. You know, kids got games. And like, we went around a room and every single one of us had something to do with kids. It was like, I got to wow. go to this thing and or drive them here. Or go. One of them had a three-year-old birthday party. And it's like, we are washed. And it was like, and then so, so when we said that, we all laughed about it. And then we had another like hour long conversation about like, that is actually really cool. Cause we were, we were happy to do those things. And so it's not washed up. And so the washed is we are superheroes every day. It's an acronym that, you know, it's like, hey, let's celebrate this stuff. Let's make it cool. Let's make some some cool apparel, right? Um, But I think the bigger part of it is like the stories behind it and just how you were saying, like our DMs were like, hey, what would you do in this situation? Or I had this come up, my kids getting bullied in school and just curious if you guys have ever, and it's like spawning on this whole community. Uh, so it's it's really cool, man. It it was a uh, kind of created out of a well, let's just do something, and and it's grown quite a bit.
1: I love that, man. I, I totally applaud that. The the impetus for this podcast really came out of recognizing that my wife has all these chats with her friends. She's got text chains with her friends. They talk about parenting stuff. But I was kind of siloed as a dad in my own experience, and some of that is just because like. I generally don't ask for help. Some of it's also like, I'm just someone who's like, we'll figure it out when we get there. But I've I've found so much value from reconnecting with men about their experiences. And, and over and over again, I hear it from people like yourself, the value of even just like two or three guys. like It's not like you have to go to a conference. It's just yeah. like a couple people going through something similar. And it's it's almost not so much that I'm looking for an answer as much as I'm looking for someone to say, I don't know either. You know, it's like, I just want to know that I'm not an idiot.
0: That is not the case. Thankfully. How, how much of that is, is like totally a, a dad slash guy things like, oh, I don't need any help. I don't need to talk to anybody. I got this. I'm going to figure it totally. out. Cross that, cross that bridge when, you know, when, when we get there, uh, similar experience. Yeah. It was, I remember the nights like when your second kid is like, oh yeah, let him cry. Like Tate that yeah. my son Tate, he got the let him oh he fell. He'll get back up. My daughter though, the oldest yeah. was she's crying. Oh, I hear something. Let's go, let's Come go running there we gotta go. we gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Uh and so yeah, you learn those things, but it's it's funny. Uh I remember and we were talking, this is one of those those discussions that we've had just sitting around the room, is like when that first kid was born and your wife is up or you know, and your know, the kid is crying and like especially if she's nursing, like there's literally nothing you can do. But you can't yeah. go to sleep and be like, oh, you got this. All right, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm go ahead and lay down then. Right, right, get, right. Get my Z's. It's like you yep. just got to sit up and be like, all right, well, we'll wait for you to get done and then we'll go back to sleep together. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because
1: I want to be supportive. I want to be
0: supportive. I'll, I'll, what do you need me to do? What do I do with my hands and like having those yeah. discussions. Like, hey, man, we're we're all in this. Like, we've all had you know very similar experiences. Um, so, yeah, and, and it's comforting to know that you're not alone in that. So, yeah, that's, I love what you're doing here with the attempting fatherhood. I think the attempting piece oh, is like amazing. Like, that that's is it. all it is. <laughs> that is it. Attempting fatherhood. Like, that's, we that's we awesome, are just man. people
1: trying trying our best. That was that's awesome. it. And yeah. that's, you know, I think ultimately kids are super resilient. And, if, you know, you bring your best to the table and they, can, they fill in the blanks a lot of times in, in yeah. ways that you wouldn't expect, which is really cool. 100%. Now, are you someone who came from a family of like, my dad was amazing. I want to be an amazing dad. Or was it kind of like, you know, just regular family or divorce or how does that, how does your past in terms of your relationship with your dad play into you as a father?
0: Yeah. So we, I had a very interesting upbringing. Um. It wasn't interesting when I was growing up. I tell my wife, she was like, oh, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it was just life for me. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, my parents were divorced uh, when I was young. I, man, I was probably three or four. Um, okay. I got a younger brother and a younger sister. They, My sister lived with my mom and my brother lived with my mom most of the time. And it kind of bounced back and forth. I live with my dad my entire life. Uh, and so just me and him growing up you know, through elementary, middle school and high school, uh, to add to that, we were extremely poor, uh, at times homeless in Columbus, Ohio. So that kind of, uh, shaped me. And I tell that story because it's, uh, you know, it's part of who I am It's part of my fabric and it's part of like where my drive comes from. Like I remember, uh, you know, being in, being in a homeless shelter and I was like, Hey, this is not what I want to do. Um, but one of the things that my dad is like, so he's a fantastic father. Like he was awesome. He worked like 16 hours a day. Uh, so being present wasn't necessarily a, an option for us. Um,
1: not possible. Yeah.
0: But he did like overshower me with love. Right. And my dad was like super emotional dude. Like he, uh, you know, like I'm about to, he let me off to school. He's like kissing me on my cheek. I'm like, dude, man, like, I'm like, I'm like 13, man. <laughs> we're, we're good. Yeah. There. Um, but just, you know, just overshowering with love. And I think, you know, that's part of like his attempt at fatherhood, right, was just like, I'm gonna pour all of what I have into this kid. Uh, and I think he did a phenomenal job. So uh, education was always like he didn't. I remember I had to go to summer school when I got a B. I got a B in biology and he made me go to summer school. I was like, are you serious? Yeah. He saw that as my path to success. I think he, he was, he was great with learning what you don't do. So he didn't have the right answers. Uh, he didn't know what to do, but he, what he, what he always told me was like, Hey, I don't know the right answer, but I know I went down this road and that road leads to a dead end. Well, he went down a lot of dead ends. So I had a lot of what not to do. Uh, and so Mm. I kind of just took the road that wasn't traveled, but, uh, you know, it could have let, it, it didn't lead to dead end so I, I was very grateful for that that guidance there are
1: you kind of kind of how we were talking before about your son who didn't want to risk anything maybe just listen to everything were you someone who was like oh don't go down that road okay fine i won't or were you like yeah but that was you dad i think maybe i'll go try it anyway or were you pretty much like nope nah,
0: smart I, i'm moving on yeah I, I never went down the road he was like josh don't do that came to girls came to not nah, don't do that i'm like "All won't right, we'll do it and That's that, great, we, we talk that about saves That saves you it, so it, it much RA. Oh my gosh, it saves you so much. And I and I could have like my senior year, I practically like lived by myself. My dad took a job in Cincinnati. Um okay. and we kind of transferred back and forth. And uh and I just remembered all my friends like, Dude, you got a whole house like we could party, we could I'm like, Nah, my dad said, Let's not I'm not gonna throw a party. So they're like, Oh but you know, I think what what would have happened if I wouldn't have listened, right? Like, would I even, I mean, who knows, right? You, you don't know where that story Who
1: knows? Goes. Yeah. You know, something that uh, my dad has taught a lot about me is like this desire. I think it's in me, but he named it. Like this desire as a parent to to see your kids like fling past you, right? Like you, you've you gone yeah. like as far as you can and you want to grab your kids and be like, I'm giving you everything I learned in my X number of years empowering you to come up to speed with me and then pushing you forward in a in a non-jealous non-resentful like go yep. you kind of way
0: yeah and, and to add to it is and my dad said the same thing is hey I, your life the, the goal of a father and parents in general right is to make to, to create a better life than for your kids than you have for yourself mm-hmm. uh and, yeah. the, and to add on to that is what are you doing like, what are you actively doing to make that happen? Like, how are you oh, being, how are you being intentional? Like, is it, is it just showing up and like, hey, I'm going to love you? Or are you like, man, I wish I would have had this. So therefore, when the kid is, you know, five years old, I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to start a 529K plan. That's something that my dad was like, man, I wish I had money to send you to, to school, man. Like, I had good grades. So he, he found it, you know, I, I got it. I went to school on a full ride scholarship because of his like, no, Josh, you, wow. need, you need to have straight A's, man. Like, I'm like, all right. Uh, but, you know, how am I being intentional? Like, I want to be able to send my kids to college uh, and create yeah. a better life. And so, you know, that's those are the type of things. Like, what are you going to do specific to make them have a better life?
1: One of the major things he gave you, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but it feels like, at least according to the way I grew up, for a dad to be that emotional and that Element of the of the two spheres, you know, like let's say mom is emotional, dad is pragmatic. Now mom is not there; it's just you guys. And for him to err on the side of emotional would have been kind of unique it's to have a dad like that. Right?
0: Super unique. It's super unique, and it's like it's one of those things that I that I am like I love that about it, right? And so I, I do that. I'm like, hey, give, me, I'm gonna tell him I love them give him a hug before they just yeah. walked out the door from school. Um I think that's you know something where we like like I told I don't know if it's a, a social economic thing if it's a you know or a you know a thing of the '80s it's a hardcore dad's or hoorah he was also a yeah. marine so he is from that <laughs> like I grew up dude I had to make my bed a certain way I still roll my yep. clothes in my like, hospital corners yeah, I mean tight exactly. on the edge. and I still do all of that today uh, and so there's things that are ingrained I didn't, it wasn't until I got to college where I'm like this dude is just you like you guys don't
1: do that yeah, they're just
0: throwing their clothes in the in the drawer i'm like <laughs> seriously uh but anyway That's so funny yeah it's those um it's absolutely like the the foundation that that he laid but yeah to to get to that point like i don't know if it was a you know just w- the environment that we were in but most of the dads were like very hardcore to, like they're, they're not showing that emotion their kid falls like get yeah. up you're tough and and so like i think I think we lose... I, I was super appreciative of the the fact that, like, yeah, there is... And I didn't know it was different until I got around other dads. And I'm like, man, your kid needs to hear that it's okay right now. They just did something. They need to... They need you to show them some love right now. Uh, yeah. That's important. It was like, oh, no, nah, they, they'll they be all right. They know I love them. I'm like, yeah. But, but do they? Do they? But you should tell them, they. though. Like, that. Yeah. He's like five. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he knows that his dad cares, but like, it'd be great to, you know, say I'm proud of you. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like it'll go a long way, man. Uh, So yeah, I don't know what it is about, what about, you know, us guys or maybe that error or I don't know what it was.
1: I think you're right. I think it's a mix of both. I mean, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the things and I'll get to this question in just a sec, but you know, I ask my dads a lot of times, like, what is something, so that's something you're, you're implementing in your parenting, the emotional element the loving element, uh, the educational element, you know, and what is something that they did that you would have liked to be different or something that they did that you're like, that doesn't work for our family. And a lot of guys point to there's cultural differences. It was a different time, whatever. And and there's lots of different answers and there are no, none of it's judgment. It's just like assessing a thing, right? It's <laughs> like, well, next time we're going to do it this way. And so, you know, for me, you know, I think my dad, Um, has grown so much in his like kind of EQ and his self-awareness and that type of thing. He was just busy. He showed up at everything and every event that I ever had. And that was his love language for that. But there wasn't a whole lot of like, let's sit down and talk about what that meant to you or what that was, you know? So that's something that that I'm implementing that I found value later on in life through other mentors and therapy and stuff that we're implementing. And so I always like to ask my dads like yourself, like what is something that you're like, okay, this was absent and so I'm consciously adding it in.
0: Yeah, it's a good question. I I think it's it's funny when you saying that, because I remember having a ton of conversations to the point where I'm like, Dad, I don't. We don't need to talk about this, man. Like, right. it's, it's, like it's a donut, it's, not a teaching like, moment. Can we just yeah, move like, on? Man, I don't yeah. need to hear about this. Uh, and I'm grateful for that now. But I think the things that I would change is or uh, what I'm what I'm leaving out of my fatherhood strategy intentionally, like. I, my dad actually never came to any of my games. I played football, like, since seventh grade. He showed up to one game, um, and I, man, I had a game of my life. I had, like, three interceptions, a touchdown. It was, like, crazy. I was wow. like, I wonder, I don't think, because I wasn't going into it, like, all right, my dad's here. He's in the crowd. Yeah, i got to show up. No, I was just playing a regular game, and I, I'm like, huh. Um, that was interesting. Uh, but I think that I am being present and and i you know i don't think it's a knock at my dad because he couldn't like if he was present then he wasn't working his other job yeah. you know then we're you know back to looking back, yeah, looking back at homelessness yeah right? uh, and so yeah uh but i think we got into that situation because of just poor decisions you know what i mean like mm. hey we're i'm gonna go buy uh you know this really nice entertainment center and i was like well you know it's from rena center and it comes with interest and you're going to pay for it four times and like, all right, well, I'm going to get a couch too. And it's like some of the decisions um, Mm. I learned at an early age, uh, like just money management. And my dad got, he's, Mm. he's very, he he has a very high EQ in my opinion. Um, And he would, some of the talks that we have, like, man, I don't know what I'm doing with money. He's like, look, Mm -hmm. if I, he used to give me his check and I was like 11 and I would pay all the bills. Like, Legit, get everything, stack them up. I get the check, write all the bills, write all the checks out, and then send them off. And then at we- eleven, that's your daughter right that, now. That like, is could my, you
1: imagine that? that? That's what isn't I, that
0: crazy? Man, we we talk about that all the time. I remember we lived, uh, man, what was it? It was it was some projects in Columbus, and I think okay. the rent might have been thirty dollars a month, like right, super cheap. Uh, but we still didn't have that. And I remember I got a job selling candy and he'll tell the story. of was like, do you remember when you were, you sold candy to pay? Oh, that's what it was. He had, he had a surgery, so he couldn't work. Uh, and then I got a job and I sold candy like door to door. And I ended up being a really good salesman. Like I was like, man, I think I'm going to go into sales. This is what I'm going to do for a living. Uh, (laughs) I could see that. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, he, and I paid the rent and all the bills. He was like, that was so crazy. And I, and I, I think I might have, you know, might have been too young. I think he had to be 16. Maybe I was 13 or... No, it was younger than that because I was in Columbus. Yeah, it was just a very young age. uh, And I was doing some things that, you know, are way beyond my... Or way before my years. That part is what I'm leaving out. (laughs) I learned from it. I think it was cool for me. I'm not going to push that on my kids. Uh, So, uh, hopefully.
1: You know, money is so hard. As a dad, like you know, we have such an element of pride of like being able to provide. I want to give you the best. I want to give you the nicest. I want to give you the most. Like there's that in us, I think. And I don't know if that's American culture or if that's just like caveman culture, like I'm going to bring you four dead bears, you know, instead of three, because I want to be, you know, ultimate king. But I I just wrestle with that too, because money can be such a a heavy burden on a family. And it can be, you know, I, I think you know, I wrestle with it myself. I'm a freelance guy, right? Mm. So it's like, I don't necessarily know what I'm making each month. I have a pretty good idea, like kind of a range, but it could vary by 50%. So it's like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we were planning to go on a vacation. We can't, but do we go credit card? Do we not? Like, that's embarrassing. Hey, credit card You're in your forties. Like, come on, man. So there's like all these elements that I wrestle with and money is so hard. And I, I really appreciate your dad taking the humility of saying, you know what? I suck at this and i need your help my 11 year old child yep. like that to me is like wow hat tip cuz he could have just kept it inside and run you guys into the ground and be homeless again and so that's that's big dad props there for just manning up and saying i don't know yeah. that's hard yeah.
0: and in having that conversation it made me like i just knew not to ask You're like i'm not going my friends are yeah, doing yeah. stuff They're like oh i got this new bike i know because i my dad yeah. had this conversation with me I know the the situation that we're in. If I went and asked for a brand new bike, it would crush him. But he would try to get it. But he's going to give. Exactly. He's like, all right, well, I won't pay the electric bill, and I'm going to get that. I'm going to yep. get my son that bike. And it's yeah. like because he had that conversation, I just knew, like, all right, hey, this is a this is okay. This is the situation that we're in. Yeah. I know he's trying like crazy, so. I'm just not going to ask.
1: Now, how do how do you and your wife uh, kind of co-parent? Like, is your day to day wash dads, and you guys are you know you're like sometimes you're in, sometimes you're out. You're not the nine to five, or how does that work?
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm a director at Amazon, so uh, right, right.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's how we got connected. I have
0: a ton of meetings all day, so my day to day is jam packed. uh, You know, just running the business. Watch dads I run with uh uh five other guys who are my, my cousins, brother in law, childhood friends. Uh and so we, we meet, you know, twice a week, three times a week, depending on what's happening and what designs we gotta get and things like that. <clears throat> From a, a co parenting perspective. So if you imagine I have the ninety five. My wife's also a teacher. So she has you Ooh. know, she has her nine to five too and
1: man extra props for her for being oh a teacher during all of this stuff Dude, man we we ask way too much of teachers and pay them way too little i know i'm preaching to the choir but the i was me. just having a conversation yeah. my friend's wife is a, a teacher too and i'm just like bro i'm sorry
0: <laughs> it's it's yeah through this pandemic it's like oh and she she we moved to maryland two years ago and she picked up kindergarten like these are kids who have never been to school and now that i have to log in virtually into some app and learn how to be kindergarten. I was like, man, this is, this is insane. Uh, so yes, you definitely have to be, you gotta be wired differently. And I think that's part of our co-parenting thing. Like she's wired that way and I'm not. So like a yep. three year old's birthday party is just, it's just not <laughs> my thing, man. But she's like, she'll stop and do all it, like, get the balloons oh, and I mean, she, yep. she does it up. So, I, you know, I think there is a difference. There's a lot of things that I've learned, <clears throat> you know, she taught me like not growing up, you know with a mom right in the house right, anyways right,
1: uh, right. yeah and so
0: there are things that i just i'm i just i'm overlooking uh from i just don't have those experiences especially having a daughter and she's like josh this yeah so the, the common phrase like josh this isn't normal i'm like oh, all right well I'll, I'll yield to you then <laughs> you know like uh-huh. i lived uh-huh. you know i would. You know, driving in ninth grade and I remember yeah. driving to eighth grade and getting in trouble. Cause I parked my car. I'm like, where am I supposed to park my car? Like <laughs> Josh, you're in eighth grade. There's no, there's no student lot here. And I'm like, Oh,
1: there's no parking. Yeah, there's no parking. Like, So yeah. it, I
0: mean, I'm telling on myself, hopefully I'll get, get in trouble. Um, but yeah, there's just a, it's just a difference in uh, autonomy that I think that, you know, my my daughter got in trouble for riding her bike to target. Her cousins came up. Uh, and my wife was just heated. I'm like, you rode all the way to Target. It's like, like a seven minute bike ride. And I was right. like, well, what's the what's the big? She had to cross this major road. She had to do this. And I was like, man, I remember going to a different city when I was like, yeah. And she's like, but yes, Josh, <laughs> she's like, your yeah. life she's was like, not yeah, normal. Not normal. I'm like, <laughs> and so there. That's where we get into. I'm like, but I still I know my. Life, but I still think that that was okay. Uh, and yep, so, again, yep. you know, I yield to like, all right, you want to be mad about it? I'm I'm supporting you. I learned Amazon has a disagree and commit uh, leadership principle. So I've been I've been working on that one for about five years. But it's it's amazing leadership principle. So I disagree with yeah, you. Yeah, explain that, uh, because
1: I think that sounds like that would heal a lot dude, of this is, families. This is so great, and great in dad life. Yes, yeah,
0: it's so great in dad life. It's what, what I use that in a personal perspective is we neither one of us has to win this argument or this conversation. Like I don't have to be a winner and say, no, she doesn't get into it. And that's going to be for 90% of the things that you disagree with. Generally, yeah. you don't have to win. You just want to be heard. Um, yeah. The yeah. disagree and commit is, you know, I might make a, a decision and i go back to work. I might say, we're going to do this. This is the direction that Amazon is going. And my team, I want to hear them tell me what they're not okay with. I'd rather them not, not say anything. But and we'll have that conversation. I might change my mind. Like, oh, that's a very good point. Can what about if we did this? And I spin it around and say, all right, cool, we all align and go. But if I'm still, hey, this is the direction we have to do this. I'm hearing you. uh, Yep. But you got to commit. And so, like, in this going back to the personal side, like with that, I disagree with it. I don't think she should have got in trouble for it. She got in trouble with it. She got her bike taken and her phone taken, and for like a week. But I committed to it. I'm online. She, my mm-hmm. daughter doesn't know, unless she watches this podcast, that yeah. I disagree with putting her on punishment. But I. But to yeah. her, she was like, but "Man, my commit. mom and my dad are mad at me." It was a commit.
1: <laughs> but the the I would imagine from a business perspective, that's great for the team, and it is good for your team, i.e., co-parenting husband wife. But it in the in the parenting section. It's also so powerful for the kid to see the unified front, right? Oh, yeah. Like the mom mom and dad are on the same team here, even if behind closed doors it's like ah, I'm not totally on the same team here. Yeah.
0: Uh, they got to see that, right? How yeah. I'm unraveling. What if what if I did? I was like, "Hey, look. I don't, I think your mom's crazy. You shouldn't be on punishment." Like that's just she's going that's going to be a so that's a seed that she's going to plant. And then she's going to be like yeah. a rebellious 16 year old running to dad yeah. to do everything that's bad. And mom. Continue. And she's also yeah.
1: saying like, this is a man disrespecting yeah. my mom. Yeah, I'm totally like, taking is her power. This someone who's not. Yep. Yep. Taking the power. And yep. then she just sees that as, okay, I guess that's it. You know, one, another thing that people told me, which is very true. Um, I, I have enjoyed fatherhood. So that was true too. But... Um, you know, people say, oh, when you have a kid, everything changes, everything changes. And and the bucket of of everything changes is going to be different for everyone, right? Yeah. Like for me, a big change right at the beginning when Ellis was born, my schedule. I love my calendar. I love my schedule. And I joke that like she came out of the womb and just like deleted the calendar app. Like her hand coming out of the womb was just like bloop and yeah. deleted. And it threw everything into this chaos. Another thing that really changed was viewing the world. Sorry, my camera moved there. Viewing the world through the lens of a female. All of a sudden, Mm. things that I didn't care about that much because they weren't in my sphere of influence became real hot button issues. And like that simple thing there of like, I don't want you to, I don't want to unconsciously plant in your head that it's okay for a general male to undermine a general female and for you to be okay with that in this setting you know and so those types of things i'm so much more aware of that my unconscious bias right which uh, oftentimes is attributed to race is really also gender differences right there's (laughs) a lot of unconscious bias as a guy i'll go running at nine o'clock at night i would not let my wife go running at nine o'clock at night you know it's like That's just an unconscious bias. I don't even think twice about it. I'm not thinking like, where do I put my pepper spray? Yeah. That's not even, I don't have a holster for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Right? hundred percent agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, having a daughter really brought in a different way to look at things.
0: Yeah. Having a daughter, having kids, I think you talked about the calendar and I'll share, uh, as you were saying it, it reminded me, it was like the best piece of advice. And this is going to the relationship. These are good. I
1: love these. Best piece of
0: advice that I would tell anybody who will listen. I it was a um my wife's man he, great uncle uh and it's I, I, I just popped a question. We we're engaged, I'm at a fan reunion, and he took he took to me a uh, real old dude, he took to me because my undergrad is in electrical engineering and he was like one of the first black engineers in Alabama or something like that. And so he was like, oh, oh engineer. Wow. So, so he always like, when I go to family reunions, hey, hey, come on over here. And we just talk. Like, I love getting wisdom from folks. Cool. One of the things he told me though was, he said, um, and so he's a very graph oriented kind of guy, facts and data, uses the numbers, typical engineer. Yep. One plus and one is two, one, binary. Yeah. Total binary, there's no gray. He pulls out yep. you know, a chart and it's a divorce rate chart right and it's mm. it's the it's the time on the x-axis and it's just the quantity so after one year it's a okay. huge spike of divorces right a lot of divorces don't make or a lot of marriages don't make it the first year he's like they, this spike they just didn't know each other like they, they shouldn't have got married mm. in the first place all right mm. so we'll chalk that one up there was another spike at about five years in he said this is when people start having kids kids will do it. Like they change your schedules. Mm -hmm. You, they create arguments for things that like, we were super happy in jail. We never argued. And then the kid is like, Hey, I don't want to wake up. I got to work in the morning. I'm not, you got to wake up and feed the kid and do all the stuff. And I'm going to keep on working. Well, she's not happy with that. That's a bias. It's like, what do you want me to do? Right. And so that's a, that can create an argument that can go into this big. And so there was a, you know, so that was the next five year or that was a five years spike and then you know it was a bunch of little small noise and then there was another big spike and that spike was after like 21 years like why would you get divorced after 20 something years kids leave kids are moving out and your whole life was about for 18 years the most most oftentimes the first 18 to 20 years of your whole marriage was about kids and surrounded around kids and every conversation we have is oh we're going to go to the the game and do this and everything how was the day how was your day well the kids and like my day was about Uh the kids uh so when the kids leave you have nothing to talk about you lost oh man he lost that friendship uh and i was like man that was a gem i was like so what and he was like he's been married for like you know 50 years he was like there was one time where we almost got divorced and that was when the kids left and it was like so what do you so what you don't lose the friendship through those 20 years because mm-hmm. the kids are going to leave and they're going to have their own kids and now you're stuck here, right? Uh, and so you like, you know, take your wife, do something once a year, disconnect from the kids and don't even talk to them. Forget them kids. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> all right, so part of fatherhood. Forget them kids. Yeah, part, I love part that. Part of fatherhood is forgetting them kids. Just for a small time. I like that. Him. You got to do that.
1: that that's that got to be one of the chapters in the book that you write eventually yeah. about dads that says this is not the book about fatherhood, it's a book about my fatherhood experience. Absolutely. Right, like I love it because dads know that's not that's not a thing. Man, I love what you're saying there. This weekend, when I was hanging out with my guys, one of them uh, was saying that he had read a statistic about how uh, there were two two major like takeaways from this weekend. One of them was um, a lot of marriages work when there's an independent and a dependent person. If you have two dependents, doesn't work very well. Yeah. If you have two independents, it can be tough. And so we kind of went around like assessing like, yeah, I think like I'm the dependent, my wife's independent or whatever. And then the thought of that was if you're two independent people, you're running the business of family. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you're and, and you're you're going, going, going. And then at 21 mark, the business has been sold yeah. or it collapses. <clears throat> it files for bankruptcy, whatever. And now you're looking around, you're like, what's my next job? What what is you know, my job was, you know, running this family and getting it down the street. And so to your point, it was like, you, if you're two independent people, you have to be even more conscious about finding the dependencies on each other, yes. whether that's communication or whether that's like, I actually do need you to say, I love you every day. Yeah. I didn't think I needed that because I'm independent and I'm strong and I'm bold, but I do think that needs to be a part. And and acknowledging that early on and not, it's not a hindrance. It's just like, you need to know this is, this is a thing. So that was one of the big takeaways from the weekend. It really echoes what you just said. That's a
0: pretty, that's a really cool way to look at that. Uh, To end the people as a family. And then I I think to, that's as a, that's as, those are as parents. I mean, I'm independent in this space. You can do that. You got to pick and choose what you, what you want to be independent versus dependent on. I think I'm both in a relationship, right? As parents, then you got to, you all have to know, like, what are you dependent on each other for? Like, that's important because if you don't have that conversation, yet, yeah, that's how you get into the, the business is sold. Uh, and I'm not dependent on you for anything really. So do I, what are we doing yeah. here? <laughs> like, what are I'm we gonna doing go here? i going to retire. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm retiring. business. I'm, I'm going to go to <laughs> yeah, Boca. Exactly. I'm retired from this, this marriage here. Uh, cause I'm no longer dependent. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I like that. That's hard.
1: Well, um, tell me a little bit about uh, how your life at Amazon correlates to being a father. Like, it sounds like there's a lot of logistics. It's a lot of, let me hear your opinion. You know, I feel like our work as fathers, if we are really involved with our families, it's really hard to make that distinct, like, cut and then work is done and I'm just family and then family's done and I'm just work. There's always going to be interplay. And oftentimes that's, like personal personality, emotional. It's not always like I'm checking my phone with my kids, but like, how does running stuff at Amazon connect to, you know, being a dad at home for you?
0: It, it, I think it's a, it's so much overlap. It, it probably drives my wife crazy. She's like, this is not work. And I'm like, all right, let me, let me change that. Now. Hey
1: kids, uh, we're going to get on a, on a, a Teams meeting. Right. Okay. Everybody get on Google Hangout. Yeah, uh, We need to talk about lunch tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Like, my I, I talked about the one of the leadership principles. There's 14 of them, and they're like ingrained in my head because you know, or now there's 16 of them. Uh, <clears throat> the original 14, like you have to continue to like every when I'm when I'm doing performance evaluations or when you know you're just talking in a meeting and you hear something, you say, "Hey, that's you know that's that's not insistent on the highest standards there, right? Uh, let's let's raise the bar a little bit. That's one of them. Well." Mm-hmm. If I'm in here and my daughter's, you know, she was just baking cookies last night. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, and she was like, oh, this could work. I'm like, oh, that's not really a system on the highest standard. I, I did you like, Gordon Ramsey her? Like, like, this is absolutely like, disgusting. Get to your room before you bring that look, back here again. I didn't even taste it. I just looked at it like <laughs> piece of feedback for me is because I never grew up with. And you talked about like the emotional side. Well my dad didn't yeah. do that part of it. He was emotional, like, hey, I want okay. you to know I love you. But it was very much like, Hey man, this that's terrible. That the marine side came out on that. Like, Josh, this is this is trash, man. What are you doing here? <laughs> like This will get you killed out yeah, there. I'm not it. gonna
1: say it nicely. Exactly. You will die. And yeah. so
0: like a lot of that part and my wife was like, Josh, that was that was that was what we call a sharp elbow. She was like, That was that was too sharp. And I was like, Oh a
1: little jabby right, my
0: bad, my bad. So I have to undo some stuff. I I remember like, I can't remember what I said, but I remember I'll never. It's something I said. And my daughter was probably three years old. And I was like, gave her one of those like, "Eh." and she went away and cried. I'm like, oh, that just broke my heart, man. It was, was like, how do I undo this? Like, it's so...
1: You're just flashing to uh-oh. like, all right, so that's the first thing she'll talk about in therapy. Yeah, I wonder what else I'll absolutely. giving her.
0: <laughs> Like, I was, that was the, I was like, man, I I am a bad dad. Like, my oh, little man. three-year-old. How, how did girl. you deal
1: with that? Did Are you someone who spirals in that moment? Like, oh man, I'm terrible. This is bad. Or are you someone just like, who can kind of be like, I made a mistake. I need to try to clean it up. I went and, and told her sorry. it doesn't ruin your day. Yeah, I went told yeah.
0: Her, I went told her sorry, picked her up, kissed her. Like, I'm sorry, baby girl. Like, this is... I yeah. didn't even know that I was gonna hurt your feelings and you know, she was like, okay. And I think uh <clears throat> that goes back to the again, my dad would do that with me, right? He would like, look, man, I and he would he get on his, his military, like I would have friends over, he's yelling at the top of his lungs, like, and go to one extreme. He's like super marine, like boot camp dude, right? And uh he would come back the next day, like, Hey, um my bad on that, I was I was a little out of line there, and uh, sorry for that. Like, all right, cool. So, like, that piece of humility, I I have to do it. I got to tell my daughter, like, hey, I'm sorry. (laughs) I ain't going to hurt your feelings. (laughs) So,
1: I think the power of apology is one of the greatest gifts we can give our kids. That was something one of the dads was talking about, because what that does is, A, it lowers the bar for perfection, and you take out the anxiety of, like, I got to be perfect, like, my dad is perfect, or my mom is perfect. Uh, Hopefully it does, or at least it it eases that. It creates an opportunity for it. And then it also teaches them to say, I'm sorry, right? So that they don't have to be the one in school that's like, I mean, how much easier is it to work on a team with someone who, you know, I kind of joke about this, but like, I played like church league basketball, mm-hmm. right? It was crap. But like, I got good at being like, that's on me. Like, foul, you know, foul on 22, Put your hand up. you know, I played football too, right. you know, uh, offsides, number 22. And like the whole stadium knows it's you, right? There's no hiding. It's that guy made a mistake, yeah. you know? He's on it and there's you you own it and you own the mistake and it makes saying sorry it lowers the bar for yourself for that it's not that big of a deal and it's important to say sorry and and to say you know what i am not a perfect parent yeah. and i'm going to love you as much as i can and i made a mistake there and i'm asking you for forgiveness wow what a power thing like yeah. now the child knows they're involved in this they're not just you know someone in the back of the plane going for the trip yep
0: yep 100% agree I, and i think this you know the you heard the saying like the customer's always right, like yeah. <clears throat> the in this and, and there's also like the parent uh, wh- why it, this is another big thing we do. Oh, well, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. Because I said so. Like I would never like I'm not going to say that parents not always right. Yep. uh Yeah. But if I do say something and you're interested on the why, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to say yep. it because I said so. I think that's a because yep. then you'd like okay. Well, I'm just going to do it. But I think understanding the why behind it. Uh, like that's so huge and, and it's annoying as a if I wow. had to give it to Terribly new parents annoying. right why yeah why here we go why? especially for you got one that's two two and at two years old yep. to about five two and nine yeah from two to five I mean you get a lot of whys. like
1: yeah
0: all right I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you and it's exhausting I'm gonna tell you <laughs> yeah. but even you get a couple I already told you this. You just don't remember. So yeah. I'm going to tell you again. Right. Uh, you again. But it's like, that's, that's the exhausting time uh, that I would tell a new parent, like, Hey man, answer those wives, though. And, and yeah. ask, you know, I, you, you and your wife agree to hold each other accountable to answer the wives. So if I say it, my wife's going to be like, Josh, okay, this is why, right? Do that. It's, it's They're right. like sponges at that age and they just consume yeah. everything. So like, do it. Answer a question.
1: I think also in the same way that college attempts to teach people how to think and not necessarily what to think other than like math and stuff like that. The attempt to, you know, create a laundry list of what not to do is impossible to pass on to your kids, to teach them a structure in which they can interpret life and make a positive decision from that is my goal. Yeah. My goal is to not say, like, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. It's more so, and it comes out of that why. Well, don't do that. Why? Not because I said so. That doesn't help anybody, yeah. but because if you do X, Y, Z, that leads to this, and that can go, oh, I'm thinking long term now. I'm a kid. Yeah. And so, you know, that's something that we found real value in as well. So I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's something that. I just kind of passively came. A lot of things just come and you're just happy about that, you know, and I think there's a big cultural shift. A lot of the dads I talked to said, my parents just said, because I said so. I'm the authority. Get in the car. It doesn't matter. You don't have to know why. And then, you know, and they, much like yourself, have taken it on themselves to say like, well, we need to go because if we're late, we're going to hit traffic and that draws us back and then we're going to be 45 minutes late to see grandma and we only get two hours with grandma cause she's got to go home, you know? Yeah. And sometimes the kid's like, okay, okay, fine, whatever. I don't care. Like, okay, I'll get in the car. That's fine too. But you know that you have the option and the opportunity to ask why. Yeah.
0: And you knock out, if you tell the why it's in that same scenario, right? You knock out, you're, you're defining that time is important and traffic is a big roadblock. So that might, yes. that might happen to, Hey, why? Well, because time is important and traffic is a big roadblock as an adult they're like they they know that time is important and traffic is a big roadblock so they're not late to yeah. work every day because they leave right. and they consider traffic being a thing like you taught them you probably knocked out like 50 different what not to do just by teaching them that time is important and traffic yes. is a big barrier so it's a it's a That's so
1: that's so true. Yeah. That's a good call. I love that. Um, I want to get into a little bit, uh, as much as you want to talk about, um, in terms of raising uh, a black son, raising a black daughter in our society. My son, who's two, is black. Um, We have sought out so much guidance and help in in acknowledging, look, his life's going to look very different than mine. He's adopted. That's different. Mm -hmm. He's black. That's different. He's so much cooler than me at two than I am at 41. And Mm -hmm. so that's different. I have to just acknowledge that he's already, his street cred is way above mine. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm always curious in asking dads just in, in terms of, you know, how do you go about approaching whether it's age appropriate or from day one or whatever, speaking about being treated in a certain way in a certain place, how do you respect it? How do you expect it? That That's a whole different bucket of bricks that you're carrying. As as a black man in the society raising kids, and and I know this from conversations that I've had with other yeah. black men and men of minorities, Asian men, mm-hmm. Hispanic men, etc. So I just kind of wanted to kind of create a platform opportunity to get your perspective on that.
0: Yeah, I think get uh, the biggest thing that we've done, and, and I'll I'll give my wife credit to this. She's super like, man. She is she's into she's teaching the kids all about just blackness. Man, she is like totally yeah. down. Um, and, and I think the The thing that we've done that I can, again, give her credit to is teaching them that, I mean, they know they're black, but what does that mean? Yeah. Right. And so what does it come with? And I think one Mm. of the things is, you know, kids, the kids that, you know, we've always, we moved around a bunch and they've always gone to predominantly uh, like just majority white schools. Right. They're like always the only black kid in the class most of the time. Yeah. Um, And so out of the gate, they are, they are different and they feel different. All the time. Right. And yeah. uh what does that mean? And it's like, hey, you you know, you're a black kid. We we uh you know, the kids that you're around, I don't they may not even be trying to be mean. They're just unconscious. Yeah. Some kids are kids are just unconsciously mean sometimes. <laughs> like in general. In general. In general yeah, it doesn't you know matter like what it is.
1: there's fat cat yeah, You can't say yeah, like don't say that.
0: It's awful, exactly, you know. Yeah. Exactly. And so like to explain to them like, hey, you're different, but it's not it's not less than it's just different. Mm. Like your your skin yeah. is different. Your, your hair is yeah. different and just don't, don't let that be a bad thing. Uh, mm. as, as, as much as anyone will say anything like about it, don't let it be a bad thing. Uh, because this is, you know, being black is powerful and, and you should love it. So yeah. just making them proud of that, I think is the biggest thing. So my kids are, are proud black kids uh they'll they'll let you know it uh but i think that's <laughs> you know i think it's important they get it from their mom for sure I, i'm proud yeah but, only, but yeah. she she's like i mean they when we were reading books like this is a at, at three years old she's a teacher so she's super you know right. i'm big on education she's she executes it uh and she like we're Clearly. reading books at night and they used to read a book every night it was always like don't touch my hair or I'm like, dang, yeah, you got, you got like a lot of I mean they were always black books. <laughs> like black kid black kids on the cover. I was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Look. So that they grew up right. on that, man. It's, Representation's represent, important. It, it is though. It is it and yeah. as I get like in Amazon and we have this conversation, like I'm the uh the first black director in my global specialty fulfillment unit, my business unit. <clears throat>
1: Congratulations, and it
0: was—it's uh, coming up now more than ever. Where it's like people are wanting to come in, like, "Hey, I, I, can I join your org?" And I see that there is a black person. I'm like, "Gosh, this is." And this, as I reflect back, I remember when I started my career, even at Caterpillar, one of my old mentors. Oh yeah, he was the first, or and maybe not the first. He was a black GM there, and I was like, huh, oh, I want to go work. I want to go work at that site." Like, I think it's like. I don't know. It's something about being about representation that attracts or at least creates a I can do this. This is cool. Uh, so, yeah, 100 uh, percent on your on your comment, representation matters. So for your for your black son who's growing up in likely a, a, a white family. Right. Like teach yep. them about, you know, representation. Get them some black. Girls. Like, Hey, man, yeah. it's, you're different. He it's a, it's a he. That was your son. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so he's gonna grow up and uh, and like it's gonna be a normal thing to be the only black guy, uh, and so yeah. just even in a house. And I think you know, just showing them that hey, you're black, you, you you are different than us, but you're still part of the family, and you're not and you're not less than. It's gonna be huge.
1: Makes a big difference, and I relate it. Sometimes people will ask me like, you know, especially like sometimes there's pushback about like, well, like no, you could live anywhere, and 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 the the truth is no, because. like my own self, when I was like, I'm going to go to LA and be an actor. My my mom was a speech pathologist. My dad was an engineer. I didn't know anybody who was an actor. I didn't know anyone who lived in LA, but I did some research and I found there was a guy from Knoxville who had been on some TV shows, Knoxville, Tennessee is where I grew up. And I was like, so So it can happen, you know, like (laughs) that representation. I never met the guy. They weren't big shows. (laughs) It was just like, at least it's possible. And that literally, that small little crack in the in the giant door allowed me to say, I'm going for it and yeah. I moved to LA. And and so I've, I have re- realized on a firsthand basis, the power of representation and you know, you as well, like if you're the head of a, of a group, someone's gonna come in and be like, oh, I wanna be a part of that. Yeah. This is possible, you yeah. know? I think that's so cool. Yeah,
0: hey, man, you, you wrapped it up. I can't even add anything to that. That representation, that representation, was perfect. That was perfect, man. I, I, I was i mess, was memorizing. I don't want to mess it up, man. That was a great story, right there. That, that's is it. Yeah, the, the Knoxville. Well, t- take it.
1: Yeah, take it with you if you want. Feel free to use it. Uh, I know you're a busy man. I usually end the show with like some dad vice, but you've just been sprinkling it throughout. So I don't know if there's anything else you want to say, but like everything's been gold. So I, 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 I defer to you if there's anything else you want to say. Otherwise we'll just kind of wrap nah, it up. No, that's
0: it for me, man. We, I, I gave you everything I had. Be present fathers. Uh, <laughs> love, love them. That's it. Great. And wash
1: dads. Get get
0: some Wash Dad yeah, go, swag. Go, go, everybody. Get some, go get some Wash Dads. Watch that. Uh On Instagram is at Wash Dads. Check us out. Uh, yeah. Buy up, man. They, the, one of the things that we it's love about stuff. this is when I wear anything that's Wash Dads and I see yeah. you, know, you walking down the street, you're like, oh, I like that, man. What's what's that? Where'd you get that? Oh, we are superheroes every day. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's, Even it's greater. making dad, dad life cool, making everything dad cool. And they're like, And so they get it, and then they go have the conversation, and then it's about the conversation. As dads, let's have this conversation about being in the kid's life, and make it a cool thing to be a watch dad. So, I love it, it, man.
1: Well, Josh Thomas, thank you for attempting fatherhood.
0: All right, hey, you have a good one. Thanks for inviting me. Hey,
1: guys, thank you so much for listening to Attempting Fatherhood. My whole hope with this is that we build a community that encourages dads and that brings new information to the table and and gets you excited about living your life, doing what you're doing. If you have felt that way, please make sure you rate us on Spotify, on Apple. Just rate us. Give us some stars, hopefully five, and make sure you share this. That's equally important. It's a great way to build community, to share this information with other dads. You know, Start a text chain, whatever. That helps us. That helps you. We grow this community and all that. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Attempting Fatherhood. Again, thank you so much and have a great day.